Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. If you guys were to win the next two games, I know that would accomplish the short-term goal yeah. of winning those games. Would you see long-term value in that? Winning, Getting five wins a season versus getting three? Or is it... Irrelevant. Yeah, I would. I would see term. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I, I would. I would see value in that because we have to learn how to finish. You know, we were at the game yesterday or two days ago, but uh, you saw it, right? It was the fourth quarter, eight minutes to go. It was twenty-one thirteen, right? We got the ball, and you know, we got to learn how to finish. You know, we got to learn how to finish there. I know that when it was twenty-one ten, you know, of course we got the, you know, we didn't get the replay on the fourth down. Right there on the fourth and three decision, we went for it and they called it short. Two plays later, we intercepted it and then we end up, you know, getting a field goal out of that drive. So they're getting close to really understand how to finish the game. You know, and you finish with game-defining execution. That's what you finish with. You you finish in those moments that the plays, when they matter in the fourth quarter, we execute. And to me, these next two games are just about that being able to execute in those game-defining moments, those plays that matter, and getting it done. And to me, that's that's important going going forward to the future. Of course, that is Coach Ibrafus just talking about the last two games of the season, talking about, you know, could there be long-term success or, or some sort of something that could come from the Bears winning other than them losing out on the top two draft picks. And that's going to be tough. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 to score. Again, going to be talking to Herb Howard right around 820, so make sure you guys are here for that. We'll get to discuss this Bears team a little bit more. But I started thinking, you know, because I heard Mike Florio talking to Grody and Esposito this morning, and what he said about the Chicago Bears, and I know Mike sometimes comes down on the Bears. We We hear him a lot you know, bouncing around with some of the guys here at the station. And for him to have this take was extremely surprising, and I'm not necessarily sure that I agree with Mike Florio here. Well, yeah, I just think it's an idea of just giving him more reps. The more reps he has now, the better he'll be next year to go out and be successful once they've got draft picks that they can use to enhance the talent around him, Chase Claypool a little better ensconced in the overall offense, cap dollars that they didn't have this year that they can spend on getting new players. So I'm a firm believer in young quarterbacks getting more reps. The more reps they get, the quicker the game slows down, the better they will be. And even though the record is not good this year, Justin Fields has been the bright spot, and he's the reason for hope going into 2023. We'll we'll see what that division looks like. 
like I went from thinking Aaron Rodgers won't be back to thinking he will be back. And, you know, the Vikings, they can't pull a rabbit out of their hats every week next year, too. And who knows where the Lions are going to be. I just feel like that that division is there for a Bears team to try to, to, to flex its muscle with a better Justin Fields and with better help around him. So, yeah, I mean, what you know, you want to protect a guy from unnecessary injury, but any injury he'd suffer over the next couple of weeks, it's going to heal presumably in the offseason. He'll be good to go. But you are taking risk. Like if you get a torn ACL, and I hate to even mention that, but we saw with Kyler Murray, that derails everything for next year. But, you know, they, they just want this guy to get his reps, get his opportunities, and get more comfortable playing the quarterback position. Okay. That was Mike Florio talking to Grody and Esposito. The two guys were filling in for Mully and Hall today. Did you roll your eyes when you when you heard him say that the Bears could take the division next year, if if like the ball bounced and bounced in certain directions? He, I mean, come on. Did your eyes roll a little bit? Here, let me just put things into perspective. Okay. It already came out that there's rumblings in the Green Bay Packer front office that Aaron Rodgers will not be playing next year. Like it's already fact. Fact. He's not playing. Jordan Love's going to be there, whatever. So you're not necessarily concerned too much with the Green Bay Packers, unless Jordan Love has some sort of ridiculously ridiculous year that none of us can really see or anticipate, okay? Now, the Lions, they're going to have a nice draft. If they can get a quarterback, let's be very clear here. They already have studs on their D-line. If they can get, like, maybe a shutdown corner, they're good. maybe what another wide receiver. I feel like they're good there already. They're good at the running back position. Jared Goff serviceable, but if they like screw around and get Richardson from Florida, Hendon Hooker from Tennessee, somebody that is not necessarily nearing the top of the quarterback leaderboard with with Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and Will Levis, who I think is trash by the way, compared to the other guys. Let me be very clear there. But if the if the Lions go go out and get somebody else, that second tier guy that can be decent enough, they're going to be trouble. Now, the one team that they're that I have issue with, of course, is the Minnesota Vikings. Let's be very clear. Here are the guys, the impact players, that are going to be free agents this upcoming season for the Minnesota Vikings. Patrick Peterson, a damn near thirty three year old Patrick Peterson. I don't think they're really too worried about him. Their center, Garrett Bradbury. Don't think they're too worried about him. Greg Joseph, their kicker, yeah, almost won me my fantasy playoffs. Nick Mullins, Irv Smith, their tight end. What I'm trying to tell you guys is that they aren't losing anyone in free agency. You have to go to the following year, to 2024, in order to see them at least have to shuffle. Because that's when Kirk Cousins... You know that huge contract he signed where he was getting $35 million a year guaranteed? Yeah, that's finally up in 2024. TJ Hawkinson will be gone in 2024. That's it. I mean, you got Daniel Hunter, Eric Kendricks. These are some, uh, some of the linebackers that they're paying a, a ton of money to. But that's in 2024. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen do not get off the books until 2025. Bears are going to have a tough uphill battle if they're trying to take that top spot away from the Minnesota Vikings. Can they? Sure. And in case you're wondering, Devin Cook, not off the books till 2026. So 
I'm just trying to point out the fact that they have their guys locked in. It'd be tough for the Bears to kind of just the Bears are, ne- are not going to be in some position where they can just walk away with the NFC North in the next couple of years. I'm telling you right now, this year, obviously we know what's happening there. Next year, Bears get one step closer where they're going to be on the outskirts of the playoffs. You know, they might be like eight and nine next year, which would be a great jump to go from three wins to eight wins. I love it, especially when you're headed in the right direction. But then it's the year after that. It's 2024. That's where I think the Bears really do make a splash. I mean, not where I think they have no choice. I mean, let's be very clear. The Bears have no choice here. Bears are going to have trouble looking at their own team. Obviously, there's some guys that they want to reward. But who should that be? Brad Biggs talked to Grody and Esposito as well. And he had some names in mind. The big contracts you see in situations like this are the guys that are coming out of their rookie deal. And you've got a couple others in that equation. David Montgomery, you know, how much do you want to sink into a running back? That's a position that over the last two decades, the Bears have really only handed out a second contract to one running back, and that was Matt Forte, and that, of course, was a wise decision. He was productive throughout his entire eight-season run. With the Bears, Darnell Mooney would be in the same boat as Komet this offseason in terms of being eligible for a second contract. Chase Claypool, you know, Steelers are 6-2 and two since they traded Chase Claypool, guys. Like, that really didn't do a lot to impact them, but he'd be eligible. And then you've got guys that are just normally coming out of contract. I think a, certainly a, a core member that, that you hear them talk about inside the building for his value in the locker room on special teams and as a versatile reserve on defense is DeAndre Houston Carson. That's the guy who's had to play the last two years on one-year deals. I wonder if a new staff has seen enough from him that says, you know what, this guy's worthy of a, of a multi-year contract right now. And, and you're not talking about a lot of money, right, but right, that would right. give him a little bit of security. But otherwise, there isn't a huge deal in my mind sitting here to be made for a player currently on the roster. It's Brad Biggs talking to Grody and Esposito today on 670 The Score. The fellow's filling in for Mully and Hall, and he, he brings them some important names. You think about David Montgomery. You think about, I mean, I think it's without question they re-signed DeAndre Houston Carson. Just He's like, uh, I almost said Larry Garcia, but he's that utility dude that you can kind of plug in. Not the best guy that's out there, but he can get the job done, and he deserves a check, especially from the Chicago Bears, because someone will scoop him up. Um, the David Montgomery situation, I get it, right? Ryan Poles comes from the Kansas City Chiefs organization where they haven't they didn't invest in the running back position, so I could see where he would shy away from doing that. But, I mean, at some point or another, you got to pay somebody. And I think it's okay to have guys like David Montgomery on your team that you just pay whatever. You can't uh, – listen, listen, you, me, we've all seen it. There's people, everybody's overworked and underpaid. We, like, throw a dart at anybody in your office, and they're probably overworked and underpaid. It's just how it is. But they're also, there's also those unicorns in your building that, you know, get paid what they're worth. What a concept. And David Montgomery's that dude. Just pay him. It's very simple. He's consistent. He's been consistent. He can be that guy for you. 
can catch the ball out of the backfield way better than Khalil Herbert. Can probably get those muscle those yards more better than I'm not trying to pit them against each other. What I'm saying, I'm talking about value. And sometimes that's your job. You just got anyway. That's how I feel about David Montgomery. That's how I feel about a lot of these guys. But something has to be done. And you got to pay some people. And I'm glad this segment isn't about Ryan Poles and what he's done in the draft. Versus what Ryan Pace has done for the Bears in the last couple of drafts. Because if you were to look at that tracker, man, you know what? I got two minutes before we go to break. You know what we're going to do? We're going to play another clip from Brad Biggs. And it was about whether or not the Bears should shut down Justin Fields. I I get it. You don't want to win another game. You don't want to get him hurt. But the reality is you got to let him play so that he can continue to grow. I'm surprised it's a question. Like, (laughs) why, like, shut him down, rest him. You know, the question is, hey, you told us after the game Saturday that you guys had to check out his foot at the very end of the game. Is the foot okay? Yeah, the foot's okay. And then you go forward from there. Like, what's the shut him down thing? Shut him down for what? He's He's got a 5-19 and 19 record as a starter. In his last game, he just eclipsed 4,000 career passing yards. He, he needs, he's got 2,100 yards this season. And, yeah, I get it. There's issues with this supporting cast. There's issues with how he's playing as well. They need to get better. The only way they're going to get better is playing games. Like I, the honest to goodness, like the shut them down crowd. Mm-hmm. I can't even begin to imagine how they arrive at that idea. Like it, just, it just blows. It blows. It blows my mind. Again, Brad Biggs talking to Grody and Esposito this morning on six seventy. The score they were filling in from Ullian Hall. Yeah, you don't want to shut them down. You want to give them more opportunities. And and I said this uh, Monday when I was filling in for Parkins. I was like, dude, even if they play Justin Fields, like, what is the ceiling of the Chicago Bears? It's not like if they play him versus the, the Lions and the Vikings, like, oh, no, we're definitely going to win that game. No. Bears Bears not, not a very good team right now. All right, I got, I got one minute that I want to spend on the draft, just so that that way you guys can complain about Ryan Poles' drafts. Draft, singular, uh, versus uh, Ryan Pace. So Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, Braxton Jones, those are the ones that you're happy about. Bayless Jones Jr., Dominic Robertson, Zachary Thomas, Tristan Nevner, Doug Craner, Jatir Carter, Elijah Hooks is all right. Trent Gill, not a fan of his either. So that was the draft right there. Didn't necessarily have some, some, I mean, two second-round picks. I would hope that you can hit on those. All right, here we go. You ready? Just quickly, I'm going to say it in my last 40 seconds. Ryan Pace, 2021, Justin Fields, Tevin Jenkins, Larry Borum, Khalil Herbert. Pretty solid. 2020, Cole Komet, Jalen Johnson, Travis Gibson, Kendall Vador, Darnell Mooney. Go ahead, Leo, say it. It's kind of solid. That's pretty I mean, solid. You're damn right. It's to a, me, but it's kind of nice. I, that's what I'm trying to tell you. 2019, three years ago, David Montgomery. Third round pick. Duke Shelley, blah, 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 blah. Bears only had five picks in that draft. 2018, Roquan Smith. James Daniels, who's a stud right now, offensive lineman. Anthony Miller, Palau mm. Nichols, mm. Javon Williams, not in the league anymore. And then 2017, Mitch Trubisky, mm. Adam Shaheen. Mm. <laughs> oh, Gabe, you're losing your argument. <laughs> Eddie Jackson is what I was really trying to get to. Anyway, what I'm more so trying to point out is that, hey, 
Those are some pretty damn good, pretty solid drafts. And I would say if you were to take those five drafts, three or four of them are better than what uh, Ryan Poles did this year. All right, got to go. You can argue with me on text, 312-644-6767, or you could just hang around while we queue up our next guest. Herb Howard is going to j- jump on the show. Uh, we are going to talk to him about where the Bears sit currently in the draft selection order, number two, what he would do, and what does he want to see for these last two games from the Chicago Bears. We will talk to Herb Howard next, right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast gabe ramirez on 670 the score gabe ramirez right here on 670 the score so glad you guys are hanging out with me man got you till nine o'clock Twitter, Twitter time coming up in just a second. We get a chance to laugh together a little bit. Uh, but right now, we get to talk a little bit more Bears with my guys joining us right now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. And right now, we are welcoming on. He is the Chicago Bears beat reporter for It's the Bigs. He's also co-host of Herb and Two Podcasts. Uh, we are talking about none other than Herb Howard. What's up, my guy? Okay, what's going on, brother? How you feeling? Chilling, man. I, 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 you know, after this Bills game, you know, you and I, we've had a bunch of conversations yeah. about this team, and you know, I, it's like this is the one of the few games this season that like felt like a loss and hurt, even though it was against the Bills. Yeah. It just didn't feel right to me. Yeah, I mean, the Bills are a legitimate football contender, and they just, you know, the Bears don't have the firepower to compete, and ultimately, that's just. That's what you're going to see when they play against really, really good teams that, that legitimately have a chance to win a Super Bowl. And so they hung around for as long as they could. They had a lead at the half. They were up 10-6. to 6, But ultimately, 
the Bills have got too much firepower. The Bears just, you know, they they just they just can't compete on that level right now. But Herb, let me talk. But let's talk about the second half, right? Because we still can be critical of this team. I mean, I understand we no all doubt. we all no understand doubt. where they're at and what they're doing, but it doesn't mean we can't look at it and be like, well, damn, this suck, this suck, this suck. So in the second half, you know, giving up twenty nine points, and like you mentioned, they had the lead at halftime. What what do you when you watch that and when you watch the game back, like does it look like okay, the the Bears gave their best effort in the first half, like they had, you know, you know, legs that were ready, but then second half they were tired? Or was it just like simply like the Bills turned on a switch and were like, All right, we're gonna stop playing with these guys? Yeah, I think it's probably the latter. I think the, the better team just woke up and said, all right, enough, enough is enough. You know, we're playing against a lot of backups defensively, a lot of backups offensively. You look at the receiving core that Justin Fields has to work with on Saturday, and it, it just means don't knock any of those guys. Anybody that's in the NFL is a phenomenal, phenomenal football player. I got a ton of respect for everybody in that locker room in terms of their football ability, but there's levels to it, and the Bills are on a different level. And so they realized that. They wouldn't have time. They made their adjustments, and – uh, that defense just couldn't stop him. I mean, Josh Allen is a legitimate, you know, top-tier quarterback in this league. He's a huge, huge guy. I talked to a lot of those defensive linemen in the locker room. They're like, man, that dude is big. We saw Travis Gibson <laughs> kind of helicopter off of him. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, he's that yeah. kind of – he's that big of a dude. And so, um, you got him. You got the weapons they have offensively. It was just too much for, for the Bears. They don't have enough horses up front defensively in terms of that front seven. I mean, going to this game, you're talking about – I'm having people telling me how bad – the Bears are going to miss their undrafted rookie linebacker going into this game. And if that's the situation that you're in, talking about Jack Fanborn, it's just not It's not good. It's yeah. not good. I don't know if that was going to make a difference or not. I don't think that was going to do too much for the, for the Bears on that one. Uh, but he is good. It was good. It's good to watch a guy like that play, at least in the middle of a season like this. Are we yeah, talk- I, I listen, I, I like Jack Fanborn. I think, I, think I think he's fine. I, think I love his story. I think he plays hard. He makes the most of his, his ability. But if he's if he's your starting linebacker, I don't think that's a great defense. Not, I don't mean to, you know, make you talk yeah, about him. I think he, again, I think he's been fine, but it's just, that's just the truth. And you, you, again, you go into a game, you know, week fifteen, week sixteen of a season, like, oh, we're we're really gonna miss our undrafted rookie linebacker. Like that's that's just not good. It's crazy. I mean, but the reality is, he is the best linebacker the Bears have. Let's be very clear that even though he's no, undrafted, that's not, that's not wrong. That's right, not wrong. That's not wrong. <laughs> Herb, let's let's stay in let's stay in the linebacker group for a second, because yeah. you know conversations that I've been having with people has been like there are a lot of holes to plug, but you can't plug them all. That, that you just got to be honest with yourself as a fan sure. and with the organization. Sure. So the question, my follow up to that is, well, then what hole are you willing to leave unplugged? And a lot of people have been leaning on that linebacker group to leave that alone. What would you say? And not, not, not what yeah, would you think, say should it be the linebacker, but what would your answer be to, like, what hole would you be more comfortable leaving unplugged to you know for the others? Yeah, I, I, I would say in terms of defense, in terms of all their needs defensively, I would say linebacker would probably be the least in terms of what I want to address first. They got to get something done on that front line. It's, it's, you got a rookie strong safety leading the team in sacks, and Jaquan Brisker is a phenomenal player. I think he's going to be a really, really good player for a very long time. But you got to have some guys up front that can affect the quarterback. And I, I personally like to build teams from the inside out. And so I like to go up the middle of the defense. Defensive tackle, linebackers, safeties, they get on the outside. Um, I think the secondary is in a really good spot. I love Jalen Johnson. I think that all of the attrition that they've experienced has allowed these young guys to get a lot of experience. You've seen guys like Jalen Jones, 
you know, come up and step up and make plays. You've been getting, you know, Elijah Hicks is getting some time back there at safety. You're seeing all these guys, Josh Blackwell, get some time. But you've got to do something with that defensive line. So, yeah, I would say linebacker is, is kind of the position where you can kind of hide some guys, but you can only hide them if you have the horses up front. And so they got to get some guys up front in the interior and on the edge that can disrupt the quarterback, get him off his spot, and then finish. They were able to get Josh Allen off this spot several times early in, early in that game, but they couldn't finish. They could get to him and not finish, and that's, a, lot of, that's a lot of that is the credit to him. But you got to have some guys that can really, really finish and make game-changing, disrupting-type plays, and they just haven't had enough of that from the front. So, yeah, I, I, would, I would agree with that assessment that linebacker, you know, if you're going to try and hide one position, linebacker is probably the safest bet. Talking to Herb Howard, Chicago Bears beat reporter for It's the Bigs on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. You're right. It's like I haven't I hadn't seen a D lineman around a quarterback in a very long time. So it was kind of cool to see them get their hands on him. But um, you know, unfortunately, when you're going up against a top tier guy like that, he's just not going to let you just kind of arm tackle him and get him down. Uh, but but you're right. I think, dude is big, man. Dude, it was. It, that dude it, is big. I was looking at him before the game. Uh, he's standing there with his offensive lineman, and he didn't look out of place. He's standing there with all his <laughs> offensive linemen, and these guys are right, right. you know six five, six six, three thirty. He just he didn't he didn't stand out as like a small guy in that crowd. Like the dude is legitimately. A big, big dude. He's tough to bring down, so I, I get it. But ultimately, that's what you pay to do. They got to get some guys that can get the job done. Herb, he's a pog, but the G stands for guy instead of girl. At the very, at the very, at the very <laughs> 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 hey, Gabe, you a wild hey, boy. Hey, bro. hey, hey, hey. I can talk about whatever I want on this damn show. It's 830 at night. That's right. That's uh, so right. Let's talk about where the Bears sit in terms of draft position, right? So right now, sitting at one, a game away from – are sitting at two, a game away from from getting that number one pick. Do you do, – because I guess the conversation I was trying to have with some people was like, what is the hall going to look like and how, how much will it differ? So so in your expert opinion, is there a huge difference in terms of return for the Chicago Bears in, in regards to whether they get the number two or the number one pick? Um, no, I don't, I don't really think it matters. Um. A lot of times you're going to have teams, you know, in that number one position that's looking for a quarterback, and that's not the Bears, you know, that's not the situation that they're in. And so I think at two, they can be sitting just fine. I think they, they could probably trade down if they wanted to, and depending on, you know, how many players they deem to be really desirable. And if they have, say, say they have, you know, three or four guys they really, really love, and they say, okay, we had two, then we like four guys, and then maybe two other guys are going to be quarterbacks. So that's six guys. We can go from two maybe down to six or seven and still feel comfortable about getting a player that we love and get some more draft capital, whether that's this year or next year. So I think the Bears are in a really good spot. I think two is just it's perfectly fine. You gotta be able to hit on those on those draft picks. You gotta be able to hit in free agency and, and it's a huge, huge off season for them. And for as as bad as their record is right now, the Bears can turn this thing around quickly with their young nucleus if they are able to capitalize on on all their resources this offseason. So I like where the Bears are. I don't think it's a huge difference between one or two. Because again, I don't think they're looking at a quarterback. Now, if you have the number one pick, then that could ultimately impact what you're able to get in terms of trading down, right? Other people want to come and come and get that number one pick from you. So, yeah, if you get the number one pick, you got more leverage in trade talks. But outside of that, I don't think it makes a huge difference. Yeah, I was talking to my producer a second ago about, you know, what that number one pick could mean. And, and you know, if the, if the, the Texans got the two pick, and if they're looking yeah. at, let's just assume, right, and if they're looking at Bryce Young, then maybe it drives up the price a little bit 
for those that feel feel the same way and want to jump. jump in front of them. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I was like, "Ooh, please, yeah. Texas, let's go, baby. Get that get that victory versus <laughs> Indianapolis in week 18 and let's let's keep this thing moving." But I, I you 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 set a position a second ago. You said quarterback. So are you like 100% thinking that the Bears are going to draft a quarterback this year? No, I'm zero percent thinking that the Bears oh, are going to okay. draft a quarterback. I'm saying they, I don't think they're in the quarterback market ah, at all. At least not at the top ah, of the draft. I see, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, not I'm, at the top I'm of the draft. I'm perfectly comfortable with, with, with Justin. I, I, I think Justin has everything that you want in a franchise quarterback. I think at some point he's shown you the ability to do everything that you need to be able to do. Now, obviously, he needs to do that more consistently. He's got a lot more developing to do in his own personal game, and then you got to surround him with talent that will allow him to maximize his own potential. We saw that with Jalen Hurts, right? A couple years ago, people were saying Jalen Hurts can't throw the football. He can't do this. He can't do that. Well, it's different when you get Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Now, all of a sudden, he's an MVP candidate. Like, you can have that kind of, you know, trajectory for, for, for Justin Fields, but I think he, he's got to get more talent around him. He has to develop, too. But I, I, I really, really like, you know, in terms of his skill set, his makeup, I think that he is the guy. I think the Bears have found their quarterback now. Yeah. Whether or not they can maximize the potential, that remains to be seen. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, I think everybody does, right? Like, Justin's that dude. He, he's going to be the guy. I just think that Ryan Poles is like, you know what? If I see somebody in – because I think they will draft a quarterback. I think they will. I think they're not necessarily content with their backup quarterback situation. And if they could bring in – listen, teams got to be looking at Brock Purdy and saying to themselves, like, we can do that. We can pull in a guy that can be a system guy that we can, you know, kind of, sure. you know, feel like we can work. In. And I feel like Ryan Poles feels that kind of has that level of confidence where he's like, I feel like I can pluck someone in the fifth or sixth round that could be a my my, my backup quarterback for the next three four years and 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 then step in, in in a situation. I don't know. It's just something that I think they'll do. But there's so many other holes. I, I, right? I like the idea of having veterans like as, as a backup. When you have a young starter, I like I like I kind of like the idea of having somebody who's, you know, seen more football at that level that can kind of just be his eyes, his ears out there, and 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 preferably with a different skill set than Justin's. And I, I like Trevor Simeon for that reason. His skill set is different. And so whereas Justin's always going to try and find the immediate answer with his legs, Trevor Simeon doesn't have that skill set. He can't do it. So he has to find the answer with his eyes and his arms, I think that can be a resource for Justin. I'm not saying it has to be Trevor, but somebody right. that's a veteran quarterback that has a different skill set than Justin, it would be my preference more so than a fifth or a fourth or a six-round rookie. That's just my personal preference, but I get you, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've I always been a fan of the the veteran backup, like Nick Foles, you know, the guys that they've brought in. But then you see how like, like you see how they act, and they're, they're just – I don't know. I don't like their attitudes when they That's come true. into. You That's know, you see Marcus Mariota. He's like, "Are you gonna bench me? I'm out." You know, it's like, "Wait, dude, we need you to yeah. talk to Desmond Ritter and, and really help him out." You know what I mean? But then you know, nah, you get guys nah. like right. <laughs> he's like, "I'm out." But then you get guys like you know Jacoby Brissett who handled like a professional, right? Where he came yeah. in, did his job. Sean came in. He was like, "Man, I felt like I held you guys down, but you know what? Go ahead." You know, so it's going to be interesting to see you know what that looks like. I, like I don't want a Sam Darnold or a Baker Makefield backing up Justin Fields, but, uh, you know, you can get somebody, you know, a little bit further down the line. Yeah, you got to you gotta have a guy who understands that he's the backup. You got to have a guy that right. comes into the situation right. knowing that. So that wasn't the case for, you know, Marcus Mariota, and it may not be the case for some of these other guys, but for Jacoby Brissett, he knew from the jump. Like, whenever the NFL says Deshaun can play, he's going to be playing. We gave, him all the, we gave him all that money. You know 
you know this isn't your spot. You are a placeholder, and we appreciate you. But when the time comes, you got to roll. And he, he, he understood that from the jump. I don't think that that was the same case for Marcus Mariota and others, and so they do have that attitude that you were talking about. You're right, you're right. We're talking to Herb Howard, Chicago Bears beat reporter for It's the Bigs on 670, the score on Gabe Ramirez. All right, before I get you up out of here, we were talking about money, and we've been talking about what yeah. changes could potentially look like for the Chicago Bears team. So let's just jump to free agency with this last question. Where do you want them to spend the money? Don't don't say sprinkle it around everywhere. Be specific and where you would like them to spend the most money on what position. Ooh, that's a that's a great question. Gary. They got they got so many needs. So I, I will <laughs> so I will many. answer your question. But I got to start where you told me not to start. They 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 need to they need to spread it around. They need receivers. They need defensive linemen. They need offensive linemen. And you know that's why Ryan Pose makes the big bucks. It's it's up to him to decide what's their greatest need. For me, they got to get something up front on that defensive side of the ball. They have to get somebody who can be a disruptive force in the whether that's in the running game, in the passing game, somebody that is that can't be moved off their spot. Whether that's a D tackle or an edge rusher, you want to go to Georgia, you want to go to Alabama, like get one of these kids that can, you know, be a force. And I think a lot of that's gonna depend on what the free agency market, you know, offers them. Like what 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 answers can they come up with via free agency? And then that'll dictate what they need to do in the draft. So if they can find, you know, help on the defensive line in free agency, then they can go to the offensive line or wide receiver in the draft or vice versa. So whatever whatever answers they're able to come up with in free agency will kind of set the stage for what they do in the draft. But I say if if I had to choose one and again I don't I don't care if they address it in free agency or the draft, but they have to get some horses up front defensively for this defense to 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 be what Coach Stewart wants to be. He's a defensive guy. He yeah. wants to win the ball. He wants to win the game on that side of the ball and at least you know, take the ball away and give his offense as many chances as possible. They haven't done that. They just haven't been able to disrupt the quarterback. They haven't been able to stop the run with any sort of consistency. They got to get some guys up front, some real, real horses up front on that defensive line. So I would say that's priority number one. But if if Pose decided that it's wide receiver offensive line, it'd be tough for me to argue against that either. Yeah, it's like bring in whoever. I don't care. Greg, get the checkbook ready. Let's bring some of these guys in. I'm looking up the, at spottrack.com. Who are the like best defensive tackles that are uh, up for free agency this year? Javon Hargrave from the Philadelphia Eagles. He's twenty nine. Got had ten sacks, yeah. fourteen QB hits, made thirteen million dollars last year. And then Deron Payne is another one that's standing out from Washington. Ten sacks. Got to do something. Got to do something. You got to pay somebody. You got to right? do something that 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 the free agent market for wide receivers this thin. They don't have not a big class coming out, so you may have to address that in the draft, and maybe you can do the other thing in terms of defensive line and offensive line and via free agency. Shout out to Kevin Fishbane. He came up with uh, the statistic for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They were last in the league against the run last year. And then this year, they're near the top after they signed Larry Ogunjobi, who obviously the Bears had signed and he had his medical red flag and they, you know, backed out of that deal. But, you know, maybe they shouldn't have. But they have to, they have to be able to answer that question uh, going forward on that side of the ball. Herb. You know I love chatting with you, man. Thanks for giving me a little bit of your time tonight. It is my pleasure, brother. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Herb Howard, Chicago Bears beat reporter for It's the Bigs, co-host of Herb and Two podcast. Or maybe it's Tao. Nah, Tao's T-A-O. Herb and Two. Uh, make sure you check him out. Follow him on social media at Herb Howard 411 SpotTrack.com. You got to go there, man. They, they, that's a really cool site where you can look at all the free agents that are coming up, who's out there. So, 
that, that that way, you know, when you ask these questions as a Bears fan, you're in your group chat or you're listening to the radio calling in, you can at least have some names that are out there, right? So make sure you guys check that out. Something that I use as well. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. Got one more segment for you. Leo, have you done Twitter time with me yet? Sorry, right, I have not. You I have, have not. So this will be the first time I've done that. We're going to do Twitter time, all right? All so right. you're going to go in the system, type in Twitter time. There's like a nice little music bed. And then there's something that says chirp, chirp there. You pull those th- two things up, I'll take care of the rest. All right. Sounds good. good? All right. So Twitter time's coming up. A little bit of pop culture, a little bit of sports mixed into one. Uh, a little entertaining way to end the evening. We'll do that on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Well, what do you know? I got an admirer. You spend so much time on Twitter, you're not enjoying the better things in life. All those idiots on Twitter. It's Twitter time with Gabe Ramirez. I only know, want to know one thing. Can you cuss on Twitter? I give a rat's ass about Twitter. To be brutally honest, I'm not a Twitter guy. Let's scroll through some tweets. Chirp, chirp. Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 The Score. Hanging out with you for another 10 minutes or so. About to do Twitter time. This is where we get to chat a little bit about pop culture, a little bit about some sports, and I mix it into a nice little segment. Before, before we get to the first one, here's a text message that came in. It says, uh, Gabe, I need to know, what, what do you think a draft pick is worth at number one or two? What would you be happy getting in return if we trade down? Also, ask Leo how he did in fantasy this year. <laughs> Leo, how'd you do in fantasy this year? And why is your mom texting in? Uh, I did not do well. I won the first two games and lost the next 12. So I think that's my buddy Dan texting huh. in, just getting me to admit that on air. Shout out, Dan. Love keeping love accountability here on our show. Uh, but what do I think the draft picks are? Put, put the music down just a little bit more. What do I what do I, uh, what do I? I think our draft pick is worth at one or two? I mentioned it to her power a second ago. The number one pick is more valuable because that means the Texans move to number two. And whoever they covet, any team behind them that wants that guy is going to pay a haul in order to move ahead of the Texans to get him. So that's worth a lot. The other side of it is that number two, if the Texans remain in number one, and let's say they do draft to hold everything true, they do draft Bryce Young. Well, then whoever wants C.J. Stroud, that pool of people are going to be clawing and fighting to get out of it like crabs in a barrel in order to get him as well. So I think either pick could kind of you know give you exactly what it is that you want which is more opportunities to add to your team and get you some more depth up there so appreciate the 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 text message appreciate the shade at leo even more gotta be honest all right let's kick off twitter time chirp chirp this first one is from usmnt only united states men's national team only and chelsea supporters were chanting usa for Kristen pulisic while during their game you know they they do they they're big like you know the NBA plays on Christmas Day they do in the UK boxing like their Boxing Day games you know the day after Christmas so it's a, it's a big thing for them 
all the games that we're playing. So shout out to Chelsea. Shout out to Christian Pulisic. Shout out to Newcastle. That's my team, in case you're wondering. All right, that was your first one. A little warm up there. Chirp, chirp. Uh, this from G underscore Wig 0524 said, Gabe, I like the trade suggestion from Sam Smith. I would love to have Aiden. Maybe Donovan can get the best out of him. Now, I know I do the late show, and maybe my, my cuts don't make the cut sheet. But do me the favor of putting Sam Smith on the cut sheet. Because the trade suggestion that he makes is something that guys could have a really good time talking about um, on these other shows. And what he suggested was that it'd be a, a vooch for DeAndre Ayton and some draft capital type of a thing. Obviously, DeAndre Ayton disgruntled in Phoenix. They had to give him the money, but he just doesn't fit in with what they're trying to do there. And they need, a, they need to switch things up. And Vooch could be the guy for them. I don't want to get rid of Vooch, but DeAndre Ayton, I kind of like DeAndre Ayton. And he'll take less shots than Vooch. Won't shoot as many threes. So, I mean, I, I think DeAndre fits with our team more, the Chicago Bulls, and I think Vooch fits with the Phoenix Suns more. So that would be a good one. And, and obviously, we'll get an opportunity to follow that as the trade deadline approaches in February. Chirp, chirp. This from Bethune Cookman Athletics on Twitter says, Bethune Cookman University Athletics has entered an agreement in principle with Pro Football Hall of Famer Ed Reed to be its 16th head football coach. More information will be forthcoming. Let's go, Hell Wildcats, Wildcats pray together. But pray like P R E Y. They weren't getting too uh, religious there. Shout out Ed Reed. Shout out Dion paving the way, letting people know, like, hey man, these black former black players in, in the NFL, they can be really good coaches. Like, don't be fooled. And I understand sometimes you just you need a couple guys to kind of pave the way. That's what that's for. Deion Sanders being a part of that. Obviously, there are others, but it's good to see Ed Ed Reed get the opportunity. And sometimes you got to start at smaller schools so you can build up, a la Deion Sanders with Jackson State and now Colorado. So, I mean. Shout out to him. I love seeing that. That was great. I hope more guys get an opportunity to do things like that, especially in college, right? A lot of younger black athletes getting mentored by uh, veteran, you know, saying black NFL players that are Hall of Famers. I mean, geez, that seems like a perfect situation for them. Uh, This from the old man and the three. I think that's J.J. Reddick's podcast. Uh, It was a tweet that came out and said, a quote, he was the first player I think I've guarded in my life where it was like, there's nothing I could do. Rookie Paolo Bancaro on Kevin Durant. <laughs> Could you imagine that? You're the man your whole life. You get to the NBA. You still think you're the man. Number one pick in the draft. And then you go up against someone. You're the man, mind you. You go up against someone and you're like, he was the first player I think I've guarded in my life where it was like, there's nothing I can do. It's not like you're a kid at the rec center playing against, you know, some D1 athlete and you're like, damn, this guy's too good. No, you're, you're, you guys both have the same job. You guys both work at the same place. But this, and you were just the number one pick in the draft. And still you feel like there's nothing you could do to guard this other guy who's that dominant. That says a lot about Kevin Durant. And I love to see that the Brooklyn Nets are playing good basketball lately. So that's a good shout-out to him. Chirp, chirp. All right, this from Roy Wood Jr. on Instagram says, Delta needed somebody to give up their seat. They opened the bidding at a $1,500 gift card. None of that flight voucher BS. Got to respect that. Whole plane stood strong and held out. Remember, never accept the first offer. This could be a whole other topic. How much money you got for a flight voucher at any point in time? Some of my buddies ended up getting $750 on our flight back from Pittsburgh last year uh, for the Bears game. $1,500? Bruh, I'm calling my job. I'm calling my wife. I hire a babysitter. 
we got $1,500 on a gift card. And it's a lot more than what this other airline can say for themselves. Chirp, chirp. Of course, I'm talking about Southwest Airline. This from Jason Frazier on Twitter. It says, why has Southwest Air been having so much trouble? Well, last week's winter storm impacted some of the cities they service, like Chicago. The other reason they had to do had to do with how Southwest operates. They typically use a point-to-point system to operate planes, and it broke down. Uh, it broke down, and he broke it down on Fox Weather as well. Dude, this Southwest thing, like, got Joe Biden, like, the government. Talk, like, that's the last thing you want. For it to go up the chain, for people who are like, why did this happen? And the funniest thing, I think, I got a couple minutes left. Funniest thing, I think, is when, when they're like, oh, Southwest this and Southwest that. Shouldn't they be saying people's names? I always think that's funny. You know, when they talk about the organization, like the organization isn't one person. Southwest isn't a, there's not a guy named Southwest walking around. we like, dude, you suck, right? It's like a slew of people. But if you're like, you know, Jen in programming, she, she sucks for Southwest. I don't know. I guess people wouldn't like that. Uh, but shout out to all the Southwest sure, people. Sure. All right. Last one. Uh, this is from the Chicago Bulls. And they simply tweeted out the end of an era at East Bay. East Bay. I know you're too young for that, Leo. But a lot of us older guys, that's where we used to get our basketball shoes. Everything was, was there. It was great. So basketball shoes were pretty awesome. All right. There goes two at a time. We out. Chirp, chirp. Ladies and gentlemen. How was your first one, Leo? How'd you feel? I think it went all right. Uh, was able to handle it. Tyler yeah. Buterbaugh had given me some tips yeah. how to prepare for it. So I was getting those mental reps in during the show. I, like and I think I was ready for it. Maybe next time we can get you to chime in here and there. You know? Okay. I know it's hard to multitask, but we can get you to talk a little bit as well. All right. Uh, my last... Oh, damn, I did have a couple more. All right, I'll say these quickly. Go ahead and lower the music because I know we got to wrap up. Play me the wrap-up music. That'll be better. Um, two things. One is I've just made a same-game parlay. Oklahoma State plus 10.5, over 39.5, and, and Wisconsin, Wisconsin, halftime, full-time. 50 bucks, page you 315. Just saying. They're playing at 915 if you want to play some money. Uh, and the other one outside of that, at Miles Holy, according to a reliable insider, Miley Cyrus will be saving the music industry by dropping the best album of her career in 2023. Worked at, at another radio station, pop radio station, for a long time, and I used to always bring up the argument of Ariana Grande versus Miley Cyrus. And people would be like, dude, Ariana Grande, of course. And I'd be like, guys, you're wrong. Name a better song that Ariana has that's better than Party in the USA. Simple. All right, it's Gabe Ramirez. About to get up out of here, man. Got to thank my guest for today, Sam Smith and Herb Howard. Got to thank my producer, holding me down, making me sound fantastic today, Leo Stoddaher. Is that good? No? That was good. That was right on. Working on the last name. Um, all right. I will be back tomorrow. I'm 2 to 6 with Mark Shanowski filling in for Parkinson Spiegel. And then I'll be 2 to 6 on Thursday as well with Anthony Heron. Make sure you guys hang out with me. All right, mi gente. That means my people. Hasta la próxima. That means until next time. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.